Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello. I'm so happy you're here. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today's episode is going to be short, sweet, and to the point because I feel like I talk about this often, but I've been getting so many questions around engagement lately, and I'm sure it has to do with the introduction of Reels and a lot of people giving TikTok a try that now we have this new this new thing to play with and, you know, a new way to bring in this amazing engagement. And some people are seeing great results. Some people haven't really found their flow yet. So there's just been a lot of talk about engagement. Um, So that is what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you some tips on how to get your audience engaging more with you. Some things that I have done in the past that has worked really, really well for me. And then I'm going to give you a little pep talk at the end, just some good reminders that will really serve you as you show up day to day and build your like, know, and trust with your audience. Because at the end of the day, building that trust, I mean, we're all at different places with our own audience. Some of us have great trust because we've been showing up a lot. Some of us are in the very early beginning stages, and it does take some time. So you can do all of the right things. You can do all the tips that I give you right now. Um, But if you're in the beginning stages of building that trust and credibility with your audience, it's still going to be a minute. It's still going to be a little bit of a slow burn to start building up that engagement to where you really want it. So the pep talk at the end is just to kind of like put things in perspective for you and put your mind at ease hopefully, so that you can continue showing up confidently and serving your audience really well and trusting that as you continue to do that, the engagement is sure to come. So first, let's go through a few tips to make sure that you are doing some things that will at least give you the best opportunity to get your audience engaging with you. Because, you know, you can wish for it all day long. You can be showing up consistently um, and creating really good content. But if you're not adding call to actions or if you're not, maybe you're not showing up consistently or kind of training your audience on the questions to ask you, if you're not, you know, there are ways to do that. If you're not doing that, it's going to be a a slower process. So hopefully these tips will help you speed up building this trust and credibility with your people so that they are sliding into the DMs and asking you all the questions and then asking for whatever it is that you sell. So the very first thing that you need to do whenever you are online and you are talking about your product or service and like you want to niche yourself in some way, right? You want to, especially online, you want to be known for something. You want to be the go-to expert on blank or the go-to resource in a specific niche or area. 
Otherwise, people, you know, people might engage on a few things here and there. Um, but, but really, the, I mean, and I've said this so many times, there's a reason why they have the saying, the riches are in the niches, because when people need something specifically, like skincare or social media support or insert blank, they're going to go through a quick little Rolodex in their mind and think of the person that shouts from the rooftops the most about that thing because they're that expert, right? So you kind of want to make sure that you are marketing yourself as, again, the expert or the go-to resource for blank. And it can be a little broad. Um, I feel like mine is a little more broad than other people's right? Like my niche is I am the go-to resource for women who want to monetize their social media in a nutshell. That's a little broad, right? It's not like I'm the go-to resource for women in direct sales, although I work with a ton of women in direct sales. And then you can be super, super specific too, depending on what your business is. I just had, I just worked with a girl. Um, she actually just booked another call with me, which I'm excited about. But she is a social media expert, but she only works with boutiques and shops in the Midwest. She calls herself the Western Shop Specialist. That is super, super specific. And can you imagine like any any shop or boutique in that area, if they need help, they're going to, I mean, if they do any kind of research on Instagram, they're going to think of her first. She's going to pop up first. So I just share those two those two examples that are kind of on different points on a spectrum of how specific your niche can be, um, just to give you an example. But that's the first thing you want to do. You want to make sure that you know who you are speaking to and how you are marketing yourself, because that is going to dictate the type of content you create, the type of things that you create, the type of value and ways that you serve your people. So you can't do that really, really well and be known for something if you're kind of all over the place. And I'm not saying that you have to only talk about that thing. You can still talk about mom life and wife life and, you know, whatever your hobby is and whatever. You can talk about so many different things, but you want to be known, especially if you have a business online, for that one specific thing. So that's the first That's the first step in making sure that you're building that credibility with your people so that they are engaging with you on whatever it is that you want them to be engaging with you for. So that's the first thing. The second thing, once you have that figured out, you need to be showing up and serving your people consistently in that area. You know this is coming. I'm going to say this in every single episode. Start sharing your free content via your social media outlets, wherever you are, whether that be TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, wherever, your email list, Facebook groups, wherever, whatever that looks like for you. And it's going to differ for all of us, but you want to be showing up somewhere and giving free content because this is, I equate it to like your content is the price you pay for people to engage with you. That's like, if you want engagement, you have to pay, you have to get people to do it. And that that is the currency for that engagement is your content. So you need to be doing that consistently because remember, especially if you're in the beginning building stages of this for your business, or maybe you're new to this specific niche, 
Your audience isn't used to seeing you in this light yet. So you kind of have to be repetitive and be popping up and talking about this thing over a period of time. And there's no magic number. And then before you know it, you are the go-to person for them. Next thing As you're doing that and as you are serving your people really, really well, add in those call to actions. Tell people what you want them to do, right? So in your posts or in your reels, ask people, hey, what do you think about this? What's your perspective? People freaking love giving their opinions. Holy crap. Like ask ask your people opinions and they will give it to you. Ask them, what would you do? about this? What questions do you have on this subject? Comment below or shoot me a message if you blank. Double tap if you've done this, right? Just like tell people what you want them to do. And there might be some posts where they don't listen or, you know, you haven't built up that engagement enough. I've definitely been there. I still have posts where people don't really do what I want them to do. It's all good. It happens to all of us, but it still helps when you can give your people direction in how you want them to engage with you. Otherwise, they may just see it and love it and maybe even have a question for you or want to give their opinion, but may feel like they're overstepping or may feel like they they might feel bad for asking you questions on it because they're not paying you yet or whatever. So giving that prompt is kind of giving permission and, and allowing people to take their guard down and engage in some way with you. So definitely add in those call to actions in your stories. If you are sharing some sort of value or any anything about your product or service or anything really, I do this sometimes and it's really helpful, but I just put like a little question sticker, hey, was, or a poll sticker, was this helpful for you? Did you enjoy this? And people will tell you, yeah, that was really helpful or no, not so much. And then that will kind of like give you a boost of engagement there too. And we're going to talk more about like like getting people to ask you specific questions here in just a bit and training your audience. So don't worry, we're about to get there. But um, if you are a coach, like if you have your own service, like your service-based business, and your problem is you're, you know, people aren't really engaging and you haven't really found people to book with you yet, like you're not really getting the sales yet. Something that is really helpful to do, and I have definitely done this myself, and I know many people have done this, but you could book a couple of complimentary calls for friends or family or people in your audience. Just put together a really juicy offer. Say that you have you have three spots, five spots, 10, whatever time you have for that for 30-minute calls or whatever, and offer those either at like a discounted rate or complimentary in exchange for a testimonial. Like definitely get a testimonial if you're going to work for free. But the purpose of booking these calls is so that you can get a, you can gauge the type of questions that your ideal client has. And that's another thing. You want to make sure that you're booking these calls. I know I said with friends and family, but if they are your ideal client, if your friends and family aren't your ideal client, don't just give them like that's not going to help you go out, find some people, get them to book this complimentary call in exchange for a testimonial and pay attention to the type of questions that they have, because oftentimes 
when you have been doing something for so long and you are, you know, maybe you're the expert or you're, you know, up and coming or whatever, it's so easy to take for granted all of the things that you know on a particular subject and just assume that everybody knows it. I cannot tell you how many times I get on a call and I get questions and I'm like, wow, I, I really never would have even thought to bring that up because I, I would assume that they knew that. And it's, you know, it's fine that they don't, but it's just you forget and you, you just don't realize all of the knowledge that you take for granted. And then same thing online. Like I'll post a very, I cannot tell you how many times that I go to post a tip. I almost don't post it because I'm like, dude, everybody knows this. For instance, like perfect example, whenever I posted um, the tip on how to post multiple pictures in a story. You know how you can upload a, a, a picture onto a story? Well, I shared a tip on how to upload multiple pictures onto a story because it's kind of like a little trick that you have to do. And I thought for sure everybody and their mama knew that. And I posted a little question sticker. Hey, was this helpful for you at the end? I cannot tell you. I mean, there had to be at, at least 50 people that responded to that. They're like, holy crap, I've always wondered about this. Thank you so much. That was kind of a little tangent there. But my whole point of saying, hey, if you're a coach or have a service-based business and you're not getting sales, you're not getting engagement, book that call, start paying attention to the questions that you get because all of these little simple questions, simple or complex, is perfect content ideas. These are perfect opportunities for you to hop in your stories and say, hey, I just got such a great question. Somebody just asked blank and this is how I would explain it. And it just allows you to, because if one person has a question, multiple people do. So it allows you to take that question, you know the answer and kind of flex on your people a little bit. All right. So Definitely do that, especially if you have a service-based business, get the testimonial and get an idea for the type of questions people are asking so then you can show up on your social media and create content around that. And like I said, any question you get, any question in your DMs, like as they start ramping up, screenshot them all. Have a note. I have a note in my phone with all kinds of questions from complex to easy. So anytime that I want to post on stories or I want to create a podcast or a post or whatever, but I'm not feeling creative that day, I can just open that up and I'm like, oh, somebody wants to know how to do this. So I'll just do that. It'll be really easy for me. So pay attention to those. Those are the best content ideas. And that is your audience telling you, hey, this is what I want to know. And then Let's say you're not getting those questions yet. I probably should have said this first. I'm kind of going a little bit out of order. But let's back up and say that you're not at the stage yet where people are bringing you questions. Maybe you don't have a service-based business and it doesn't make sense for you to book complimentary calls or whatever. And nobody's asking you questions yet, but you are dying to position yourself as the expert or the go-to resource in blank. Here's why people are not asking you questions yet. Again, you haven't built that like, no, and trust. But also, you do have to train your audience on like how to treat you and the type of questions to bring to you. 
whenever I first got started in this business, I could not, please hear me when I say this, I could not pay people to to engage on my stuff, to bring any kind of questions to me related to social media or or at least like the right questions. I might be getting questions like people maybe had started engaging, but they were like, I, I wish I had an example. They just weren't bringing me the type of questions that I that I craved to be answering that would also allow me to position myself and like sell coaching packages or masterminds or whatever, right? Maybe they were too beginner or too vague or whatever. So I had to train my audience like, hey, not only am I the person to come to me with these type of questions, but these are the questions I want you to come to me with. And not only that, I want you to feel comfortable coming to me with these questions at any time, just like bring them to me. But that took some time. And how I did this, and I just shared this on stories, and I know that I've shared this on this podcast before, but it certainly bears repeating. How I did this was I pretended people were asking me questions when they weren't. So you know how we have the question sticker and you can ask your audience like, hey, if you have questions around social media or around skincare or around real estate, drop them here. And some people get hundreds of these and it's freaking great for them. But in the beginning, I I couldn't pay people to. So what I did, whether it be on the question sticker or another way, which I'll explain, I would just, I would post the question sticker. Hey, I'm going to spend an hour at answering your questions. So submit yours here if you have any questions on how to monetize your social media or how to get more engagement or you know whatever it was at the time. Drop your questions here. Of course, nobody sent me any. <laughs> So I would submit my own. And luckily, whenever you submit your own questions, it doesn't show. Like if you share it in your stories, it doesn't show the person's name, which is really nice. And I would just submit my own questions. What I wished, I like I put myself in my ideal client's shoes and I asked myself, okay, my ideal client out there who needs a coach, she needs help with her with her social media strategy, what questions would she ask me, my ideal girl? And I came up with a few and I submitted them. And then I got in my stories and I shared value answering those questions, right? And what happened was people saw that. They saw the types of questions that I was answering. They saw me stepping into that role as the expert and answering those questions really well and confidently, And then they saw, hey, oh, wait, if I have a question, I can just ask Allie. I can just shoot her a DM or I can wait till she does this again, right? They they saw that like I was cool, like I was was asking them and yeah, I was was asking them to, to be comfortable to ask me those questions. And over time, that absolutely started to work and I didn't have to do that anymore. I mean, and it really didn't take that long. And before, because we, we've we only had the question sticker for maybe the last year or so. Before that, before we had the question sticker, I would just get in my stories and be like, hey, I just got a really good 
question. Somebody just DM'd me and sent me this, or I just got off a coaching call, even though I hadn't because nobody had hired me yet or whatever. And I would just be like, hey, I have this. And I would put it in the, you know, in the caption on the story and I would answer it the exact same way like I explained. And over time, this trained my audience to see me as an expert. And before I knew it, sure enough, engagement started to to increase over time. And it wasn't an overnight thing, but it absolutely happened. So do not be afraid to do that. And when I was talking about this in my stories the other day, I told that exact same story. I cannot tell you how many people responded with either, oh my God, I've done this too. This makes me feel so much better that you've done this before. I was embarrassed about that. So there were like a bunch of people who said that. And then there were so many people who said, oh my gosh, I've thought about doing this. I've wanted to do this, but I felt like shameful about it. I I felt embarrassed or like I didn't think that that was okay. And I was like, how would anybody know? <laughs> um, so yeah, like y'all, when you're in a position where your your back is to the wall a little bit and not really, I mean, lack of engagement is not It is a problem because we need engagement for for more people to see your stuff and to build that that social proof and for people to buy from you, right? You need to have conversations and build relationships for people to buy from you. So lack of engagement is for sure a problem. But if you need engagement for your business and you're not getting it, that doesn't mean that you just like sit at a standstill and throw your hands up and say, well... I would love to grow my business. I would love to make money online, but nobody's engaging with me. So guess I'm not cut out for it. Or guess guess that's all I got. I tried. I gave it my best. Heck to the no, you did not, ma'am. Okay, this is where we get scrappy, bootstrappy, and you do what you got to do, and you fake some freaking questions. Okay, period. <laughs> so do not be afraid to do that. All right, so... Those are some tips for you that will kind of help you to build that credibility, build that trust and get people talking, which is really important. Now, as you were doing this, like I've said, it's going to be a slow burn depending on where you're at with your audience. It's going to take a little bit of time. So you have to get through that awkward phase, right? Like you are a growing business. There are growing pains, even and especially on social media. And you have to get through, like, think of it as like the weird adolescence phase where you are, you're looking and feeling really awkward, but you're like on the verge of blossoming. Okay. You got to get through it. If you want to blossom, you got to get through the awkward phase. So here's my pep talk to get you through that. Stop looking at your effing numbers, okay? If I have one more girl (laughs) message me saying, Allie, my story views were this and now it's this and they've dipped and I'm freaking out and I think of shadow band and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not making fun of you because I've been there, okay? But I say the same thing to every single girl. Stop looking at your numbers, All right, our reach on your posts, on your reels, on your TikToks, on your stories, your reach period will always ebb and flow. And 
a lot of it has to do with your content. Okay. So I'm not saying that this doesn't mean stop making good content and, and stop like, I'm not saying to not take responsibility for, for the level of content that you're creating. Okay. Cause that's really important, but your reach depends on so many other factors too. The day of the week, the time of the day, what's going on in the world, the types of things that you're talking about, right? There's so many different things that dictate reach. My, my story views, I have like an average number, okay? That like I usually hit, but it, it can, it can go upward, up or down hundreds, hundreds of people, you guys, all right, this is normal. That's just how it goes. And this is for every single person. So depending on what phase you're at in, in your business, I want you just to, if it's bothering you, if it's something that is creating stress or anxiety or making you feel like you are overthinking your content or worrying about it too much, just stop looking at the numbers and trust that if you keep showing up consistently over time and you keep figuring out and creating good content and getting to the heart of what your ideal client actually wants to know and serve them really well and you're out there and you're engaging with people and you're doing your part, you have to trust that although that number might dip here and there, it will go up over time, all right? But if you're stressing about it, you're going to overthink your content and it's going to, it's just going to throw you off. It's going to throw off your vibe and your energy. So stop looking at your number and don't forget this too. I know that, and I preach this all the time. Do we want to grow? Obviously we want to grow. How you scale your business is by reaching more people and growing your audience right? The more people paying attention to you means more business opportunities and more opportunities to serve and impact people. Of course, that is what we want. And while that should be a goal of yours that you work into your business over time, do not make the mistake of chasing new people and miss the opportunity to serve the people who are already watching you and who are warming up to you and maybe ready to engage or buy or convert into something right now. All right. I know a lot of people and I used to be this girl, like the whole goal, I got to get to 10,000 followers and I was, I was a little obsessed with it and for good reason. I mean, swipe up is amazing and social proof is great. And it's good to have those goals. Again, I want you to grow. But if you're so fixated on that in a certain number and you're always chasing cold leads, you are naturally taking away from the people who are there watching you right now. And you start taking them for granted. And these are people who you have their attention. Serve them. Show up for them because they are warming up way faster than the new followers that you're that you're trying to get and that you're targeting and praying for, right? So just don't make the mistake of taking them for granted and taking your eye off of the people who are already bought into you because those people could transform your business. And then the last thing I'll say on this. Imagine you have 50 people watching your stories, 
for most people listening right now, most of you probably have more than 50 people on average watching your stories. All right. So, but let's just say 50. Let's say that you only had 50 people watching your stories. I know a lot of people would think that is nothing, (laughs) very, very little, and would be freaked out over that. I know this because I just got a message today from a girl who, and again, like, I love her question. I'm so glad she brought it to me. So this is nothing against her, but like she was seeing views that were like, I don't know, 150 to 200 on average. And then her views dropped to like 100 and she was really freaked out about it, which I get it. Like if you don't understand it, it could feel like you're doing something wrong, but she wasn't at all. And I just explained to her what I just explained to you. But I, but what I said to her is imagine a hundred people standing in a room looking at you. Imagine that. Imagine standing in a room, speaking, talking about whatever it is that you're talking about in your stories and 100 people staring at you and listening. That is a lot of people. 50 people is a lot of people. Y'all, 25 people is a lot of people. Imagine if 50 people are watching you and 10 of those people decided to buy from you at some point. That could happen. That's not unrealistic. And that would be pretty significant for a lot of us. And for some people who are in real estate or who sell higher ticket items, that is a life-changing amount of clients. So I know that we get a little desensitized to numbers. And as you continue to grow, it's always more, 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 and that's fine. But don't forget that that number is actual people that are watching you. Real people. Do not take that for granted. Don't sleep on them. And I'm I'm so guilty of this as well. This is, this is serving as a reminder for me too. Trust me. Those are real people. So just bring it back, put it into perspective. And next time you look at that number, you're like, ah, it's down. I guarantee you, if you think of it, like they're watching you in a room, you'll be like, okay, I can work with that. (laughs) All right. So anyway, I hope this was helpful for you. Oh, 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 oh. I do want to say one more thing. And I shared this the other day, but I want to put it on this podcast because it's just proof of how quickly things can turn around. So This has happened to me too, but this just happened like on a whole other level for Daisha, who is Cruz's nanny. Um, And it's just a really cool story. So I'm going to end this podcast with this story. So Daisha is in real estate and she just got her license just a couple of, just a couple of months ago. And of course, as she's here, she talks to me about business and things. And of course, one of the very first things I told her to do was girl, like, build your presence now, build your brand now. Like don't wait, like start doing it now, especially before you get really busy, you know, cause she's, she's fresh. Like she is new to the game and the business. So she's, you know, she's doing a lot of things, but she doesn't have a ton of her own clients yet. So I was like, the best thing you can do is use this time and build your audience and show up and, you know, build, you know, your expertise online so that people in the area start finding you and realize that you are the expert in this area for real estate and they want to hire you. And 
I gotta give it to her. Like, she takes action like no other. I mean, like, the next day, she did literally exactly what I said. She took influence to income. She took my hashtag like a boss. Did all the things. And she started taking action from day one. And I'll be darned if pretty much every single day, on a, I would say on average five to six days a week, she shared one piece of content onto her Instagram that was related and educating people on real estate and educating, you know, future homeowners and encouraging people that haven't bought a house, what, you know, what it takes and all the things. Great, great content. And I was so proud of her. Well, she was doing that for a few months and, or a couple of months. And last week she came to me and she was just kind of down and she was like, I, I've done everything you've said. She was like, and like, I see it kind of working a little bit. And I'm, I'm showing up faithfully, but I just feel so discouraged because I feel like, like nobody's really engaging with me the way that I would think they would be right now. Haven't really gotten clients from this. And she said, I know it takes time because you've told me that, but I'm just feeling discouraged. Like I feel like I put in so much time and effort and I've seen no results. And I just like, I want to just give up. And I told her, <laughs> you probably know what I'm gonna, what I told her, but I was like, listen, first of all, that's normal. Second of all, like we have all been there. Third of all, you are doing all of the right things. You are on the right path. You're just, you're in that awkward phase. Do not stop. You are on the verge of something. You just have to keep going. Like if you stop now, you are stopping short of greatness. <laughs> You know, so I just encourage her, like, please don't stop. I promise you it, it's going to click. You never know when it will be, but it will click. Y'all, hand on a Bible. The following week, two of her TikToks, either her TikToks or Instagram Reels or both, I can't remember, went viral for her, like for what she was used to. I mean, like thousands and thousands of views when she was getting hundreds and they just, they just went off and she grew, was it three or 5,000? Either, I can't remember now, either 3,000 or 5,000 followers. It was five, 5,000 followers in two days. She grew 5,000 followers in two days. And y'all heard my story just a few podcasts ago. I forget which one. I think it was one of the ones where I was talking about Instagram reels and I shared that same thing happened with me. A couple of my TikToks went viral for me, for what I'm used to, and I grew 2,000 followers in a week. And then she grew 5,000 in, in two days, y'all. So just that that is how it can happen. It can Things can turn around on a dime that quickly, but it cannot happen if you stop short. All right? So if you are in that position and you're feeling down, if you feel like things aren't working, first, make sure you are doing the right things because that is important. And then just keep going. Stop, stop focusing and fixating on that numbers. They're not going to change. Can't do anything about them. So just keep doing the right things. Show it faithfully and consistent. Serve your people and trust that they will come. They will start asking you questions and that engagement will get more engagement, will help your reach 
and we'll start turning those conversions for you. All right. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this was helpful for you. If so, I would love to know. Shoot me a message on Instagram. Drop me a review on iTunes. That's like the best thing you could do. Share in your stories. But either way, I hope this served you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.